Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Statement of Pride, Pensacola Straight Edge will be hitting the road next week with Shackled. So if you're in Pensacola, New Orleans, San Antonio, Houston, or Fort Worth, please go out to those shows and support Statement of Pride and Shackled. And speaking of Shackled, Thursday, June 30th, it program Shackled, Law of Power, and Major Pain. I'm super excited. It's the second show that I've ever booked. So I appreciate everyone who has reposted the flyer, everyone who has hit me up about the show. Please come out. It's going to be a wild Thursday night, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So thank you all again. Also, if you ordered an Envision record, they will start shipping out immediately. So please keep an eye out for that. They should get to you very soon. Also, From Within Records Showcase Volume 1 DVD. You can pick one of those up if you're interested. There is a shorter version available on YouTube. You can thank Zach Elmer for that. Also, Burning Strong, Struck Nerve, Summer Tour 2022. That will be going down next month, so please keep an eye out for them. Hopefully coming to a city near you. Warn, Wilkes-Barre. They're hitting the road very soon. I'm looking very forward to the, excuse me, I'm looking very much to seeing them uh, next month in July in LA on a Thursday night. I love Warren. I love everybody in that band. So please, if they're coming to a city near you, roll out, support them. They're an awesome band. Also, if you have not listened to the new Carbonite song, Like a Sickness, do yourself a favor, click pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube, Bandcamp, whatever, go stream Like a Sickness, new EP coming very soon. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch, please go hit up our friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. They do amazing stuff. Like I say, every time they've done all of my collab shirts and they will be doing my future collab shirts. I love their quality of prints. They do amazing stuff. They print for a lot of your favorite bands. So please go boot up your Instagram. You can follow them at Good Fortune Printing. If you want to get in contact with them, you can send them a DM or you can email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to uh, get in touch with our buddy Kyle. We had to make things right. Twitter tried to keep us apart, uh, which was really strange. Uh, we talked about it in the very beginning of the episode, but our connection is way stronger than that. Twitter can't stop us. Jamie Rakey and Canadian Hardcore, there's a special bond there. I love supporting uh, their country. I love trying to put their bands on the map because a lot of people uh, will just overlook them just because they're an international act, which is so weird to me because there's so many good bands out there that I think a lot of people aren't paying attention to. So please, if you've not heard of Cohesion, they dropped an EP last year. You can go look it up on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Tidal. It's awesome. I, I really think they uh, walk a fine line between the hardcore and the metalcore side. It, it, it's a cool mix, and I definitely dig that. And normally, it's not my favorite thing, but when I listen to the Cohesion EP, I was like, okay, I, I can definitely rock with this. I dig their vibe. So I hope all of you do too. So go listen to that. Come back here and you can hear Kyle and I talk about all things Canadian hardcore. Stand Your Ground Fest happening early September. 
and everything that's going on with cohesion. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Kyle to the show. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing good. I just um, honestly want to apologize publicly. Uh, I, I know uh, we uh, you know talked through the DMs, but I'm I'm not even kidding. Uh, just that day that I responded to you, I was just on my phone and I, I got a notification from Twitter. Um, I, all right, let me check this out. And it was a, a, a DM notification, and I was like, oh, would you like to accept this DM? which I thought was weird because my DMs are open on Twitter um, for anyone who's, who's not aware. So when I saw that, that request, I was like, all right, cool. Like, l- let me click it. And I, I read the message, you know, it was a nice message. Thank you. Um, but then when I looked at the date, I'm like, holy shit, this is like something that I got lost in the ether and just like happened to find its way to me. So I was like, all right, like, let me respond to this guy. And hopefully he's not like, you know, upset that I haven't responded in like almost over a year. Yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad that ended up working out. Yeah, there's no problem. That's weird that that delay happened, though. Yeah, it, 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 it was really strange because, like I said, it, it's never happened to me before uh, on Twitter because my DMs, like I said, they're, they're right there. They're open, so I don't know why it kind of puts you through this weird filter to have to get accepted by me. Yeah, strange, but uh, we're here, and that's all that matters. Yeah, no, for sure. I, we're here. I listened to your band, and I was like, okay, cool. This guy's band doesn't suck, so this is not going to be weird. <laughs> uh, <Thank> God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely, um, you know, listen to um, your, your band. It's pronounced uh, Cohesion, right? Yeah, so it's Cohesion, except we put a Z in there instead of an S, uh, just for better SEO. Okay. It's, I think it's sicker. So. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, it uh, for some reason, yeah, like that that Z in the middle there, uh, you know, feels right. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, but also the timing is weird because um, you know, today as of this recording, it's exactly like one year from when the demo went up. So it's just like okay, yeah. maybe uh, you know, that delay was you know for a specific reason. It, it led us to this very specific date. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it was meant to be. Yeah, it's crazy. But okay, for for anyone um, out there who's uh, listening that may not be familiar who you are, can you just uh, tell us what you do in Cohesion? Yeah, so um, I'm the vocalist of the band Cohesion. Uh, We're a Toronto hardcore band. Um, And then I also run Solace Music Promotions. So it's like a promotions company based in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, I hold your ground fest this fall in September with a bunch of bands. You can find all the information at holdyourgroundfest.com. Um, there are some tickets available, lineup details, and all that. Awesome. And I'm just curious about uh, you know how you got into all this because you know obviously hardcore is a cool thing and awesome subculture, and we all find our way here, you know, through different paths. But for for you, um, out there in uh, Toronto, how did you stumble upon all of this? Yeah. So um, my start in hardcore, I guess. Well, first of all, I didn't actually start in hardcore. Like I'm not one of those people that are like. 
I've been listening to hardcore since I was a kid. I was like raised on hardcore. No, I li- started on like, so essentially we had a, we had a channel called much music here in Canada. Um, probably some of your other Canadian guests have spoken about it. Um, but they would have like segments where they would actually play heavier music. So they would play stuff like Alexis on fire. They play under oath. Uh, they play slipknot. So like, those are some of the bands I like stumbled upon while like watching much music, like during the day when I was maybe like 11 or 12 years old. Um, so that's what got me kind of curious into like the heavier side of music. They had like a program called like much loud, which was on like later at night, which would be specifically like metal, metalcore, hardcore, or like any punk subgenre. So I would say definitely got into it through that. That's where I got into heavy music. So like, like I said, Alex on fire under oath, Slipknot, uh, Devil Wars Prada, like, uh, and then like the Warp Tour metalcore. I got like my first ever heavy show was Warp Tour, like 2012, I want to say. Um, so I definitely had like a huge phase of getting into bands like that. Like I was really into like Devil Wars Prada, like Of Mice and Men at the time, uh, fucking Bless the Fall, and like super into like Parkway Drive and Architects and stuff. Um, and then I kind of. I started like finding out the local shows in the area. Like I grew up in a a suburb called Brampton, which is like 40 minutes outside of Toronto. Um, And we had some local shows. Like we had a local scene, I would say Um, like some touring bands would come, but it was mostly like local, like Canadian bands or Ontario bands. Um, So probably in like 2013, I would say I started going to local shows and kind of seeing like from like a smaller perspective, like kind of smaller bands playing uh, how shows operated um, and just like realize it's like, Hey, it's like, I don't have to pay like 30 or $25 to go to like a bigger bill in Toronto. I can just pay 10 or $5 here mm-hmm. and see that. So it's more accessible as someone younger at the time. So like, that's cool. Um, and I'm like, yeah, these bands sound like the bands that would play at Warped Tour anyways, or anything else I was into. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And like the intimacy, I guess, of like going to a venue, of, like, like 50 kids there and like being that close to the band that like drew me in, I guess, too um so yeah i started going to local shows and uh and then still continue going to bigger bills in toronto as well um and then i realized there was a lull and i would say around like 2014 2015 there started being a low a lull in brampton because like no one was really putting on shows anymore and at the time uh, solace music promotions was actually like solace music tv which was like uh, a YouTube channel essentially, or like a blog. We had a blog as well, and we would do like album reviews. We would do like band interviews. Uh, but then we quickly like transitioned into putting on shows. So in 2015, I like put on my first show in Brampton, just some like local hardcore bands, and then the ball just kept rolling and rolling. It was like a snowball effect, and eventually, I was getting offered these like bigger lineups, these bigger tour packages, um, and then yeah. And now we're able to put on a fest, which is crazy. That is wild. I, I kind of want to go back to Warp Tour. As, as much as like people like you know bag on Warp Tour, when I think back, it was actually pretty cool. There's so many uh, good bands and so many weird things that happened that like I just don't know where else I would have got a chance to experience it. So uh, shout out to Warp Tour. They were uh, they're cool while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I feel like it's definitely huge for a lot of people who got into like a lot of people are into hardcore now. Like I feel like a lot of people started with like warped or metalcore or like pop punk or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then they transitioned to hardcore. And I mean, obviously there are some people who just like started on hardcore, started on punk and just kind of are at where they are now, but like warped or definitely helped get a, 
get a wide variety of kids out there who are not listening to like anything alternative. Yeah, it was always cool when the hardcore bands that we were into kind of crossed over. Like I, I remember it was like such a cool thing when uh, Throwdown made it to Warp Tour. We're like, All right, cool. Like we got to show out and not let these Warp Tour nerds uh, take over the pit. We got to show them how, how people really mosh because, uh, you know, you, you go to like these uh, you know, we go to Warp Tour and the mosh is different versus like a real hardcore show because, uh, like the majority of the time, those people aren't really going to actual hardcore shows. It's just like, it's just like this, like different. Like we're, we're in the same bubble, but it, it's crazy how much different it, it can be, even though, uh, in all reality, it's not that far off. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's different. Uh, it's definitely a different scene at Warp Tour. It's definitely all I think of when you're talking about mosh and Warp Tour, think of backpack mosh. Yeah, which is weird. Kids are just like, <laughs> they're just bringing their backpacks and they're just fucking moshing. And like, it's just like weird. Oh, it's not weird. It's, it's what they do. But yeah, it's, it's definitely different than like a standardized like venue hardcore show with hardcore bands. Yeah, 100%. And I'm just curious because I, I can't even remember. I would, did Warped Tour uh, cross the border uh, over to, to you guys? Oh, yeah. We got a, we got a date, I would say, almost every year. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some years that they skipped us. Like the very last year of Warp Tour, it, it definitely skipped us. But the year before, uh, we had a Toronto date. So I was able to go to that one. Um, but yeah, I didn't go to the very last year, no. Okay. Yeah, me either. I, I, I didn't go to the last year. But the year before that, I actually uh, went to one date. I, I, I got hired to do merch for a, a bigger band, which was a, an interesting experience. Um but I, I was happy to at least have gone towards the end because I got to see some some bands that I, I didn't think that I would get to see at Warped Tour. So it, it was cool, you know, for what it was. Uh, definitely don't think anything like that would ever happen again because uh, I don't know who would want to take on something like that because it's definitely a big deal. And to kind of get that vibe and those kind of bands to all roll out across the country for you know that amount of time, I don't think, it would, I don't think a lot of people want to have to deal with that because it's a lot to deal with yeah as, as cool as warp tour is like from like a promoter stance and like from like putting on a festival now it seems like a logistical nightmare to plan mm -hmm. especially it's like a touring festival uh, but obviously like the team that put it on knew what they were doing and obviously like it, it seemed to be successful so um, it's good that they were able to do that for so long but yeah that it would make my like head explode trying to manage all of that Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get to um, your, uh, you know, uh, promotion as soon, but I, I'm curious about the band cohesion. Uh, how did that band come together? Yeah. So essentially it was one of the band's birth, I guess, throughout the pandemic, like um, ever since my last hardcore band I sang for ended back in like 2017, I knew I eventually wanted to kind of get another heavy band going, but just with like life getting in the way I was finishing up uh, university at the time. Uh, starting a new job, moving and just different like other life situations. Like it wasn't really the time, but then it, it somehow came together during the pandemic, just with extra time and just like spending some time writing and connecting with the right people at shows, whether like me attending shows or like putting on shows and just other friends that I had throughout like the music scene. Um, I eventually just hit up some of the members and then I'm like, Hey, like, do you want to start a, like a new band? And they're like, yeah, sure. I actually have time. So then we just started demoing throughout the pandemic. Um, I remember originally speaking with our guitarist Colin about it. And then he was just recording demos and sending them over to me. I'm like, yeah, this is sick. 
And then like, essentially we just went through like bands we wanted to sound like, and then we both like came to the conclusion that we want to sound like a couple, like, and we agreed on. So we kind of wrote riffs like that, wrote songs like that, but obviously putting our own twist on it and getting the sound that we wanted curated out of it. Like, I guess some people would say it's like metalcore-ish um, or hardcore-ish, whatever. It's somewhere in between the two of them and that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so it was me and Colin and then we, I forget who came next. I believe it was Alex because Alex used to play in a band called Perfect Limbs. Uh, he's our drummer in Cohesion. And then uh, from there, we were able to get Peter on second guitar who play, used to play in a band called Uplift, which is like a pretty popular Ontario hardcore band like uh, years ago. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so it was the four of us for quite a while. And just recently, actually, we uh, got a bass player. Well, he was playing all our shows with us, but he wasn't on the last record, but he's on the newest record, Dan. So five of us are now together. Everything's going strong. Like we spoke about one year of our EP being released. So very happy with how it's been so far and what's to come. That's awesome. And for your scene out there, um, when you put out the EP last year, how was it received? Uh, I think it was received pretty well. Like I didn't think, I, I, I didn't think it would be, I want to say like, I kind of, it was kind of the release I expected. I expected that people would listen to it. People would talk about it and like it, but I didn't think it would be that. Like, I remember like my phone blowing up, like for the first like week. And I was like, pretty shocked, I guess, that like that many people were like sharing it and like retweeting it and liking it and seeing like certain people who did. And then like certain people like that I like look up to, whether it be from like the local scene or like the scene in general, like sharing it. I'm like, that's really cool wasn't really expecting that um and yeah the yeah it's a it was a good response though and like the shows have been getting better every time like every time we play more people like even know the words which is crazy and more people are moshing which is like all that really matters at the end of the day with heavy music let's be real so uh yeah really happy with everything that's awesome and you mentioned a new record is there something coming soon yeah, so we actually just uh, finished up recording an EP. It's just being mixed currently, so mm -hmm. it'll be out sometime this year. Um, so yeah, we're all really stoked about this. We think we like leveled up the last EP, which is like I'm pretty proud of the last EP. But with mm -hmm. these newer songs, I feel like we just like leveled up that shit. So really stoked to get that one out as well uh, when the time comes. That's awesome. And for me, being a, a New Year fan, it, it, it's cool because I've, uh, you know, I've had you know a short amount of time with this EP. So it's just like going to be really cool to not have to have such a um, you know long time in between the next record. So I get to hear the new songs sooner. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're like waiting forever. It's like it'll it'll be coming in the next few months. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but mm -hmm. it's just being mixed right now. So. And we got a, a couple of festivals later this year and like um, like a tour, a kind of a tour and like some more shows. So we want we're definitely gonna have some new music out for all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely soon. And I have to ask any um, label interest or will, will this be like self-released again? Um, it'll likely be self-released. Mm -hmm. um, there is like uh, I want to say there's like some stuff we talked about, but like I don't know if. I don't know what's right and like what we want to do at this time. Um, I think we're just going to self-release it just to kind of expedite the process. Cause we, we do want to get some new music out before these shows, like these bigger shows we have and just 
kind of say fuck it and then afterwards for our next record if someone were to pick us up great if not then we'll just keep self-releasing it diy yeah and i well i, I hope somebody takes notice because you know from the first ep it's in my opinion good um you know th there's a lot of bands out here that i listen to um that aren't as good no just to anyone in particular but when i listen to you guys i'm like damn like how how's it been a whole year and i've never uh you know i've been in the dark because you know that, that dm got lost and i just you know when, when it comes to the international stuff i'm not um always on you know on, on it like right away uh I, I have to do some digging or reach out to my international friends and you know i have to ask that way or just stumble upon it and be kind of late yeah um i would say like the thing is it's like I feel like I don't like like complaining at all about things, but I feel like Canadian bands do get overlooked for the most part. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like, Oh, if you're a band from the U S it's like you put something new out, like it gets eyes on it right away. And it gets like a lot of traction most of the time, but it's like Canadian bands. It's like a lot of people from, unless you're like in a certain scene or if you're, unless you're a certain like band with like X members of whatever, um, like a lot of good Canadian hardcore gets kind of overlooked, I'd say. Um, but I think that's been changing in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I, it's always puzzled me, right? Cause from my time in like being in hardcore, like I feel like the only like big band to break out, like in like, the hardcore bubble and stay relevant is a uh, comeback kid. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, comeback kids, obviously like one of the bigger bands that have been like touring internationally for like years and years, mm -hmm. but then there's even like smaller bands that are still doing like really like cool stuff like internationally too like even like wild side mill spec mm -hmm. uh our friends in cold shoulder used to tour the states like a hell of a lot not really much anymore but uh yeah tons of tons of other bands yeah counterparts yeah. you'd consider them like hardcore the more metal point or whatever yeah uh i'm not sure I, I feel like they get put in a weird position but they're they're good they're pretty popular do a lot of cool shit but um you know, I love Wildside. Shout out Brandon. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Millspec just came through here. Uh, but even like when I look at a band like Stepping Stone, right? They they hit it hard, put out good music. They, you know, came to the States a lot, uh, you know, toured a lot and just did so much. But it, it just didn't seem like the, um, like, out, like outside of the places that they were touring, it just didn't seem like a lot of people were paying attention which always puzzled me because I'm like, what else do they have to do? Like, I feel like they've checked a lot of those boxes and then it just didn't, you know, I, I feel like um, it just kind of plateaued because it's like, all right, like what, like, yeah, like they've done like so much, but it, it, it's just not catching on. Uh, but obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm friends with uh, Nathan. Uh, they're doing like their, their new band, which is cool. And they're going <laughs> like crazy places, which is super awesome to see. So I'm, I'm happy that um, they at least have that outlet. Uh, to, to do other stuff and um, get more recognition but uh, it, it, it does always puzzle me why uh, you know you guys are our, our neighbors not that far away uh, and it's not that much different you know especially when it comes to, uh, in terms of the music I feel like I'll, there's a lot of Canadian bands that can uh, you know hold their own out here in the states yeah yeah it's definitely there's definitely a disconnect I'd say like you said it's like we're neighbors we're literally so close like for us to play in Buffalo makes more sense than us playing like in other close by cities in Ontario, just market wise and distance wise, like Toronto to Buffalo is an hour and a half drive, not even sometimes. So like 
that's how close we are to the border now. And there's mm-hmm. such a, such a good like scene in Buffalo too. And there, but there's like a disconnect between like us and Canada for whatever reason. But like you said, yeah, a lot of Canadian hardcore bands, I would bet you can hold their own on like us shows and us fests. It just kind of like being more, I guess, like open-minded to them. And um, logistically speaking, um, we also have to get visas to play in the States. So that's a bit of a nightmare for a lot of bands. We either don't want to put the money out we don't want to go through all the paperwork for it um so that's a bit of a nightmare but other than that uh yeah like i said like some canadian bands get overlooked but then there are bands that do end up in the states and sometimes not a lot comes out of it or sometimes it just goes okay and yeah and i feel like those uh you know those neighboring scenes like the buffaloes the ones that are right there on the border um uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I, don't know, I, I feel like they like either Buffalo or you guys should try to build a strong connection to to kind of get some sort of flow going to you know get more recognition because it, it's literally right there. And I know there's a, like a, a bunch of good people in Buffalo, but if I'm being honest, I don't really hear about them speaking too much about Canada, which always just boggles my mind because I feel like that's something that I'd want to take advantage of, right? To to, to be able to. Uh, dip your toes in both markets and I feel like that'd be like a great way to get even more exposure yeah and uh, that's actually something like we've been working on recently like uh, I've been talking a lot with like final declaration and space like I have them both up for the fest in September Um, and then they actually offered um, us a couple shows a cohesion a couple shows in Buffalo just like it just didn't work out timing wise and member wise Mm -hmm. but goal is to definitely play in buffalo by the end of the year for sure really want to play there um but yeah and like building that connection like we uh we played a toys for tots like a, a fundraiser back in december with cold shoulder final declaration dear god uh, and us and uh yeah that was really cool playing with final declaration like it's not that far of a drive for them to come up for that either mm-hmm. um so that's super cool and like i'd love to bring them or spaced up anytime spaced are here like next week i believe they're doing a little tour with like pacific so that's cool but yeah getting that connection with like buffalo and detroit as well to detroit's like three and a half four hours from us so that's pretty close as well yeah like that drive is uh, doable in a day and it's not like too painful yeah like i i'd play a, a show in detroit and drive back the same night if it was like a weekend i guess mm-hmm. like that's fine yeah are, are, are you familiar with the band uh, bar down yeah, bar down. Yeah. Okay. The homies, yeah, we uh we had a show with them in Brampton a couple weeks ago. Millspec was on that show too, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so yeah, that's one of the episodes I listened to of your podcast. Okay. Yeah, because because I know that they always talk about going down to Detroit and stuff. So it's like, yeah, like it, it, it it's cool that you guys make the effort, but yeah, I, I just don't know what to do because like you know over the time that i've done the podcast i've always done my best to try to have on um not just uh canadian bands but even um you know bands from uh, different countries and some bands like th- there's a band called uh, uh speedway just put out like a you know, three song ep the other day on rev seriously like one of the, like the like best hardcore bands i've heard in a really long time and uh, my friends who know about them love it but then I just don't know anybody else who even cares. But I'm just like, dude, this band is so good. They're from Sweden. They do awesome music. They sound a lot better than uh, a lot of bands. But just for some reason, just because they're international, uh, it, nobody you know, is paying attention. And it's so weird to me. It blows my mind. 
yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad, I guess, that like international bands get lost in the mix sometimes. But essentially, yeah, if there's like people like you trying to put on international bands, like put people onto them or like have them on your podcast or whatever you have, like if you have a zine or if you have like anything else to try to like promote it instead of just like the same like bands that are getting talked about all the time um it's good to like differentiate that and just kind of expose others to it Mm -hmm. um like yeah i noticed even on your podcast too it's like if you go through your episodes like sometimes you don't have like the biggest bands or the most popular bands i think that's really cool that you do that because it's kind of like giving a platform giving exposure to like smaller artists which is great yeah because i if I wanted to, I, I could just, you know, have the most hype bands. Um, cause I, I, I forget who it was. It was like, somebody asked me like, Oh, like what's the criteria to get on your podcast? And I'm like, I, I don't have a criteria. It's just, if I like your band or like what you're doing, uh, I'll reach out. I'll, you know, put some effort into, to, to make it happen. Cause that's all I've ever wanted to do with this was just, uh, do my best to try to tell everybody what I think is good music and um you know yeah from like the the bigger bands that people already know but to bands that people don't really have a clue about but then when they grow into the big thing it's like dude i tried telling you and and i I, you know do my best to to put a lot of people on to 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 bands that they may not be familiar with so it's just you know something that um hopefully i can just help with because because some people are just not in tune or maybe they just are afraid to you know talk about what they really like because they don't want to be you know, embarrassed if it's not the coolest thing, whatever. I don't know, but uh, I'm I'm not afraid. I don't care. Like if I like your shit, uh, I'm not afraid to put it out there. It's just you know, it's the the least I could do, right? Yeah, that's that's awesome, and it's much appreciated. It does go a long way as well. Okay, and uh, I had to um, bring up more recently. You played a show with Broken Vow, uh, uh, you know, repping the shirt, and I'm pretty sure that was like their first international show, which is awesome. I love everybody in that band. I love what they're doing, and I'm uh, you know happy that they're able to to get out there. Yeah, that show is super cool. There's a bit of a story to it, I guess. Um, so they were originally supposed to play in like London, Ontario. Uh, which is like two hours from Toronto. Um, And then that show got canceled. Um, So they still had like, I guess that date set for them to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it came about that uh, another Toronto local band temper tantrum was going to put on the show for them in Toronto. I'd like to make up the date, kind of do it last minute. So it was them. And then they were trying to find other bands to play so we could fill out the bill. And then they hit me up and they're like, yo, can like you guys play? And I'm like, well, we're playing in Brampton the night before. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I guess we can play. But I didn't want to announce it until the Brampton show is over. because like they're so close. I don't want that draw to be ruined or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, we announced it like right after we were done playing in Brampton. All oh, we're playing this like last minute show. So then we took so it was Cohesion. It was Mile End and then Temper Tantrum, the band that was putting it on and the Broken Vow as well. Um, so yeah, there's their, that was their first, uh, international gig, first Canadian show. Um, it was like at a really small venue in Toronto. Like the cap must be like 60, I would say, or 70. Mm-hmm. And then, like we ended up packing. There's ended up being like 40 or 50 people, I would say in there maybe. And it was just like, it was pretty chaotic. Like our set was probably one of the most like, like violent mosh sets I've seen, I guess. It was like high energy and it was like a last minute show. So I was like really thankful to be able to hop onto that show. And then uh, a yeah, Broken Vow set was awesome. 
obviously they've been blowing up doing a lot of cool things uh so it's cool finally like seeing it live because it's like oh you watch videos on twitter or like you watch videos on youtube and you're like oh yeah it's it's super cool what they're doing or you listen to them on spotify but then like seeing it live and it's like it, it clicked for me i'm like okay so that's why this band is blowing up it's not just like an uh, it's not like a hype thing for no reason it's like yeah they really bring it live and really know how to control a room and really good stage presence as well and they just sound great overall so 100 yeah support yeah great music i'm trying to think i don't think i own a broken voucher if i'm being honest um i, I gotta get on that uh, i'll have to reach out to, to to my friends in that band but but, but it's cool because they have ties to canada um, they just put out that split with uh, set straight yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was super cool so yeah it's cool because they're uh, also gonna be playing wild rose with mm-hmm. set straight. yep august so that's cool because that's where the label that put out the split is like wild rose records like based out of calgary that's like wild rose fest as well so that's a cool canadian connection that they have but then yeah broken vow is also coming up in like early september to st catherine just which is like the essentially the border city to buffalo mm-hmm. uh, so probably make it out for that gig as well see them again that's awesome yeah no it's cool i love that they're uh you know getting out there they're about to play sound and fury out here and then they're going to embark on a full u.s tour with a, a local band from out here called take it to heart so i'm, I'm very, very stoked to see uh where that band goes and to see them grow it's going to be super awesome and as far as uh cohesion you mentioned uh, kind of a tour is that just in canada or are you going to try to dip down into the states it's just in canada for now it's just mm-hmm. like routing dates around uh, a fest we're playing in calgary um so they're just working out the final details on that but it'll probably be announced soon it's literally like i don't even like to call it a tour but the only reason i would consider calling it a tour is because like it's up on the other side of the country that we're like flying out for and then we're driving like halfway across the country i guess to play shows mm-hmm. so although it's just a few dates kind of want to call it a tour just because of how much we're traveling but whatever like fuck the specifics of that but i'm excited for that um we're just figuring out like the bands that are going to be on that tour and clarifying all that then we get to announce that um and then we have a couple of shows in the summer as well we just announced we're playing st Catharines in july july 21st um and then we are playing a new city in ontario which will be announced soon and that'll be in august and that'll be our last ontario show before hold your ground okay and then um that that tour thing obviously um you don't have to give, give it too much detail but is that going to be um having to do uh with the or, or centered around the five-year anniversary for scoped yeah okay. yeah exactly yeah so that's where it ends essentially so there's a few dates like we're gonna fly mm-hmm. across the country play some shows right and then end up at the fest and then uh i don't remember if we're playing the friday or the saturday but if we're playing the friday let's say then the saturday we're just gonna hang out at the fest obviously and then go home after that that's cool um that's and also i think it's smart to take advantage of that right because it's, it's not that often that you're going to travel out west for you know shows so to, to make a thing out of it I, I think it's awesome to try to you know get new people interested or gain new fans or you know give love back to people who are already into you guys lots of cool stuff going on out there uh shout out damage control shout out jessa shout out scoped exposure spencer everyone out there all those bands lots of cool stuff so really excited to just even attend shows out there and just see the bands play mm-hmm. yeah and looking at that lineup it's uh pretty cool that they're able to uh, get a, a lineup like that because if you look at a band like strife 
they don't do much to begin with. So for them to um, travel out to, to, to Canada, that's awesome. And then if you look at Tsunami and Scowl, like, you know, probably what two of the hottest bands in hardcore right now, they're just on a crazy roll doing like awesome stuff. So that, that's really great. And, and then even all the other bands like Reality Check, uh, I checked them out a while ago. That band is awesome. And then even um, Ingrown, Karma from Chicago, so many sick bands. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. Like, yeah, like you said, the headliners are like pretty big, pretty massive. And then it's like even like the smaller bands too. Like really excited to play with Karma, really excited to play with Reality Check and Ingrown. And yeah, it's, it's going to be dope. Yeah. And Endgame, Hometown Heroes. Yeah, the homies. <laughs> yeah, great band. I'm, I'm definitely inter- interested to hear um, their new record that they just finished recording not too long ago. Um, but that's cool. Uh, well, I'm very happy to hear that uh, Cohesion is staying busy because uh, you, you never really know uh, with a band uh, where it could go. So uh, from you guys dropping the EP to now, it, it seems like you guys got a, a lot of things going and hopefully it continues in the future after the new record drops. Exactly. Yeah. Like when we dropped this last year, like if I were to look back, like last year, it's like, I would not imagine that we're already playing like two, like pretty big fests mm-hmm. the year after, especially with like bands, like some of the top bands in hardcore, like whether it be from the scope five or hold your ground, it's like, it's uh it's pretty unbelievable, I guess. Um, but I'm really, I'm really happy we're doing it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's well-deserved because like I said earlier, I really enjoyed the music and I, I think, you guys uh, definitely deserve that to, to to be able to play with these bands because it, it, it could easily turn like that, you know, for for any band in Canada. Um, I just don't know what the real recipe is because uh, you don't have to be from a big scene to get you know recognized or to to, to make it big. You just uh, have to, I, I you know, obviously the, the music you know first off has to be good, um, but then after that, I, I just feel like it's maybe like right time, right place type of thing. It's for sure right time, right place. The music does have to be good. I mean, there are bands out there. Honestly, there's bands out there that are pretty big and touring and getting on fests that aren't even that good. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just having good music, I guess. It's just like right place, right time, right connections. Um, and then just like how you market yourself as well. Like people say, like some people have different like takes on like hardcore and how you should like how you should brand yourself. Do you even need social media? Do you need to, you don't even need to market yourself, whatever, just word of mouth, DIY. But it's like, no, it's like you market yourself properly and you're doing the right moves. It's like, that's what's going to get you to the next level sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of that as well. Okay. Well, you guys can do it. Just, just keep going. And if like, you know, the, the, the music is really leveled up or if the new music is really leveled up from what you guys are now, then I definitely have a lot of confidence in uh, your music and I mean, just try to get more people to check you guys out. Yeah. I appreciate that. And yeah, we want to, we want to play a lot of shows in the States like later this year and next year as well. Would love to make it down to California sometime. I feel like, uh, like possible. a couple of Canadian bands just need to team up and storm the U S yeah yeah I'd, I'd rather yeah i'd rather team up with a u.s band just so it's like they can bring us along and like we can like kind of play to their draw as well but definitely like yeah if we did a tour package of like two canadian bands and like a bigger u.s band i think that would be dope and perfect for like building that bridge essentially mm-hmm. all right 
I have to brainstorm to see who you guys would uh, probably pair good with. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Cause it's like a lot of people have different takes. It's like, you sound like this band, you sound like that band. And it's like, it's always interesting hearing like what people think we sound like. And then it's like, and then comparing that to the notes of the bands that like we want to sound like, or we try to sound like <laughs> that's uh-huh. kind of fun. Yeah. I probably want to throw you with like a crossover band with like a, like a dead heat or a drain. Um, because it, it, it wouldn't be like weird to throw you with like a youth crew band or something like that, but it depends on like, okay, are we going with like, we're going to cross the entire spectrum of hardcore or are we trying to, you know, draw to like a certain audience? But I feel like if we pair you up with, yeah, like one of those like crossover bands, I feel like you guys would fit there pretty good. That'd be dope. I'd love to play with any of those bands or crossover bands in general. I don't even know if we have one crossover band in Ontario. Whatever happened to Prowl? Prowl, they're from uh, they're from Quebec, and funny you say that. They posted a story which looks like they're in the studio. I saw that today, like hours before this. So hopefully they're dropping new music. Hopefully they're not dead. Uh, members of that band have another band in Quebec as well called Just Ice, which is super cool as well. Mm-hmm. Which but yeah, both bands are cool. Yeah, I was uh, Mac, their drummer, was supposed to come on the podcast, but you know he kind of snubbed me if i'm being honest oh yeah so wherever mac is i don't know he's not that active on it on uh, social media these days but i'm sure he'll hear this he snubbed me i've been showing proud love for a long time but you know it's all good i i I still support canadian hardcore yeah but great band i'm 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 very curious i I hope they're not done because they're set from ldb i don't know what year it was like 2019 maybe right before the pandemic yeah whatever maybe 2019 who knows but but that that set is fucking awesome if anybody who doesn't know or you're not caught up go watch their live set um hopefully it's still up um but that band is so sick yeah i want to say that year prowl and stepping stone both played so that was like the canadian representation Mm -hmm. i want to say so that was really cool seeing that and then like i think either in the stepping stone video or the prowl video like a canadian flag was just like being waved in the pit and it's like that's dope that's us let's go so yeah that's a that's a really cool fest that like we would love to play if given the opportunity like that's that would be a big one that and sound and fury essentially mm-hmm. those are the big ones we'd love to get on for sure if anybody has any prowl merch sell me a size large please <laughs> <laughs> um but, but okay but i uh, getting to um uh you know your uh, solid music promotions um how'd you want to uh, get to the point or excuse me, how'd you get to the point where you wanted to book a fest, right? Cause um, booking shows is a lot of work in itself, um, which I am starting to learn. I just booked my second show ever. So I'm, I'm catching up slowly uh, June 30th uh, at program shackled law power, major pain, everybody come out. Uh, but uh, how did you get to that point and what made you want to do that? Cause it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Um, it's something I've always, well, not always wanted to do because I just wanted to start with shows, but essentially right before the pandemic, just like really paying close attention to all the fests in the US, like the hardcore fests going on. Um, I was like, damn, why don't we have like anything here like that? And we did have uh, Not Dead Yet Fest, mm-hmm. which happened uh, yearly, but then it stopped. And that was kind of like a multi venue fest with like spread out between like about 10 days all throughout Toronto, which was super cool. Um, but other than that, actually, we did have uh, Streets Ahead Fest. We had Heart Fest back in the day. 
<clears throat> which brought up a lot of cool U.S. bands, but that's been done since like 2014 or 2015. So there's a gap and a lull between Canadian hardcore fests other than Wild Rose, which was on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nothing's going on in, on in Ontario. Like I want to capitalize on that. I feel like I have enough experience and enough connections. So I'm like, let's do it. So like I was planning to actually get it together before the pandemic. Obviously the pandemic hit. And then I was just like, well, fuck, I got to stall this. I'm not going to do this now. or not even going to bother planning it until we're out of the water. And then things started to get better, I guess. Um, I would say, what is it, like, even because in Canada, we were in lockdowns forever. We only allowed to have shows, like, as of last October. And then they stalled again until, like, this past March. So we really started planning it, like, early January, I guess. I had the idea. I made a list of bands I wanted, like the city, worked on like dates. And then I ended up meeting uh, my friend Jessa, who works for Damage Control in Western Canada. She was up doing uh, on tour with Endgame in December when we played with them. Um, So I met her. She was doing a lot of cool things like out West. So I I just hit her up one day. I'm like, hey, I'm working on this fest. Like, do you want to help me with it? And right away, she was like, absolutely, yes. So ever since, like, we've been working on that together, um, and then we needed some more help, actually. I knew my friend Adam, who plays in Cold Shoulder, was, like, wanting to get more involved in booking shows and helping me out. So um, he's part of our team as well. So it's the three of us. It's me, Jessa, and Adam. Been working on it since, yeah, early January to, like, now. We did the announce in May. Um, it's a lot of lot of stress, a lot of work. But the lineup we have is, is essentially, like, a dream lineup, like, I never thought these bands would be able to come to Canada like this, especially on a lineup like this. So it's kind of like making a dream a reality, I guess, and just doing it essentially, just putting in the work, figuring out like how to contact these bands, like getting getting them to agree to come play, like doing all the budgets for that. It's a lot of work, but really happy with how it's turned out so far and really excited for the fest. I'm just curious about like the local crowd. Uh, are there a lot of people who going to roll out or do you think it's gonna be more like an international crowd funny enough actually since um so i have access obviously to who like buys tickets and like their address is there when they buy a ticket Mm -hmm. funny funny enough and i don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing i'm just happy tickets are like being sold but a lot of people are traveling for it like people from california are buying tickets people from florida vancouver like calgary like a lot of west coast canada like Midwest, US, like a lot of people are traveling or like flying in for it. And, and then there's obviously like a bunch of people in Ontario hardcore that are going as well. Um, but I would say it's honestly like 50-50. That's awesome. That That's really cool that there's people from all over who are, are going to check this out because uh, for it being something new, you, you never really know. But I feel like the, the lineup is like a really good reason for, the, uh, for everyone to want to wanna travel to it because it is a solid lineup because if you look at some of the uh, bigger bands, uh, they're the ones who are out there, um, you know, kind of doing shit in hardcore and, and like, you know, killing it right now, like never ending game. I don't think they can do anything wrong. Their music's top notch, Mind Force, Legendary, and then even Pain the Truth, like one of the hottest bands right now. Um, and, and even Dare, shout out Dare, um, you know, Orange County Straight Edge, they're, they're killing it too. So it, it's something awesome to, to see those four bands at the top. But then when you go down, it, it, it definitely is a, a good mix. Uh, were there any um, you know Canadian bands that you wanted to get on that weren't able to make it? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it was essentially finding 
finding the right fit for everyone and getting the bands, getting our lineup together. Like there was like a lot of us bands that we wanted to put on. Like, obviously there are still some Canadian bands, um, but it would be nice to get a few more Canadian bands, but just the way it worked out, we got that. Essentially we got representation from Ontario, from Alberta, from, I think meantime is from Winnipeg. I want to say they're on the bill. Um, so like a bunch of different provinces, um, some other, some other bands didn't work. I'm not going to mention like names, but some other bands like didn't work out like mm -hmm. Canadian scene weren't able to put them on this time, but there's always next time. And then we have a pre-show as well. And we have two uh, Toronto locals in the pre-show as well. Um, and then there's about, I want to say there's like four, there's about five Canadians on the actual fest as well. Okay. Yeah. Cause there, there's some bands that I thought would be a shoe in, but I'll have to ask you about that off air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but shout out uh, the pre-show. You guys booked a twist of cane, uh, you know, band from out here in California. I, I, I think that's awesome that um, they're doing that because they obviously play in other bands um, or some of them are just playing other bands, but I think what they're doing is uh, super sick. A great band. Yeah, that was really cool to add them on. They're kind of like the final piece of the pre-show. Um, so I was glad that we were able to add them as well because like they're like a newer band, but like they're the release that they have out is like super sick. So stoked with that one. And then like stoked to have Queensway back in Toronto for the first time since like 2016 when they're on that tour with uh with Ringworm and Vane and Harm's Way. So that was the only time they've been in Toronto. So this is like a long time coming and i just remember that set being just like absolutely bonkers off the wall like crazy violent fun so that's that's gonna be pretty legendary having queens way back i love that band yeah and, and i don't know if it's because they're more selective i know some of their members moved away um but it's always cool to see them doing stuff because i think they're they're fucking awesome yeah like anytime i've ever seen them like the last time i saw them was in january at fya and they killed it yeah, adult band. Okay, and I got to give you props because I have a close relationship with From Within Records. And I noticed Shackled is on the fest, which is super sick because uh, that record label, um, and it's not because um, you know we have a close relationship. I would like that label, those bands, um, even if I wasn't friends with Carter. Uh, but it's cool that you guys recognize uh, Shackled and I mean, I have them on the fest because I feel like there's other fests and they don't really pay attention or or maybe it's, i don't know what it is but uh, they're just not showing love like i think they should uh, but from within records is fucking awesome one of the best hardcore record labels in the world and i i, I think it's cool and i had to mention that you know i i think it's awesome that you guys put on shackled yeah shackled's a dope band um they were talking about coming up like earlier this year mm. like we we're in talks to getting them on a run with uh with with another canadian band earlier in the year and that didn't end up working out so kind of thought them i'm like yeah i like that band they're cool they're doing a lot of cool things i'm like yeah i'll hit them up for the fest and they were like super easy to work with so i'm like boom done let's get it okay oh yeah and uh, thinking long term you know hold your ground fest 2022 is successful are you trying to make this like an like an annual thing absolutely like like as long as it goes over smoothly which it will unless there's nothing like tragic that happens and uh -huh. it ruins everything um yeah there will be 23 hold your ground fest 23 um we actually have like we actually have like one of the possible headliners like soft locked in already if all goes well but 
we're definitely going to take some time off before like getting started with booking. Like it's in September. I don't really want to do anything fest related until like December maybe or January of next year. So just give us, give us a bit of break and time to relax. But yeah, we did, there's some different things we want to do for next year already, like already learning learnings we have like being a first year fest. So yeah, definitely excited for this one. And then next year and the year after until we can't anymore. And the timing, uh, you know, early September, uh, is, is there a specific reason or is that where you kind of thought it would be good just because I, you know, there's fest going on like all the time. So it's like, where, where does this new fest, you know, kind of fit in and not kind of have to compete with the others? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was like one of the hardest parts was finding a weekend that actually works at like another big fest wasn't going on. Like it actually turns out that there are other fests that weekend. Um, there's like one in Western Canada going on. It's not really hardcore, I guess. I mean, like Comeback Kids playing, Misery Signals is playing. Um, there's also a big like rap festival in Toronto that weekend that got announced after our fest, mm-hmm. which I don't think really would bother us because it's different. It's hardcore. But then like, I think the Furnace Fest is that month. There's like another fest, I think, happening that's like not announced in September. So like, it's hard to like pick a specific month without there not being any shit going on. But uh yeah september it it seemed pretty well it's like after the long weekend the labor day long weekend so it's like usually people go away that weekend so it's like that's safe and then it's still kind of nice out in toronto because obviously if you do a fest in the winter in toronto it's like yeah people bands may cancel because there's a snowstorm so it's like you want to make sure you're aware of that okay oh yeah and are you guys uh, locked into this time period like going forward if it's successful you know also, I, I don't want you to, to you know uh, get too far ahead but do you like that weekend i like that weekend for locking that in um but we're, we're definitely open to changing whether it be like earlier in the springtime or maybe like early summer but uh september second weekend of september is pretty good in my opinion okay that's it's cool yeah uh, solid lineup I'm, I'm definitely stoked for you guys and hopefully everything does go over well. You should come out. See oh. what Canada hardcore is all about. Oh man. I, I would love to, but, um, unfortunately my, uh, cause I only, I, I work like a, a corporate job. Uh, you know, uh, podcasting isn't my full-time gig, but, uh, my other, or to get time off of my corporate job. It's just um, tough at this point. Cause I have like a fest that I'm going to in um, October and then I'm traveling. I- I'm literally traveling to Florida. I'm um, at the beginning of August for, for a show. Um, so it's just really hard. I, I would love to. Um, the-, the one time I was going to go to Canada, uh, the fest got canceled. So which, which fest was that? Wild Rose. Oh yeah. The 2020 one. Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, you know, yeah, because I'm friends with uh, Spencer. Shout out to Scope Exposure, uh, Endgame, and then um, uh, I, I'm friends with uh, you know Jay Breen from Trench. Uh, so I, I was gonna go up and experience it. I was gonna go eat some donairs. I was gonna you know soak up the local culture, but the cards just didn't didn't work out. One day, one day you gotta make it up here when uh, when the cards align. Yeah. I, I want to go. I, I want to travel to Canada. I, I have some bands, some Canadian bands that I would love to see out in their hometown. So, I, I definitely. Wait, who? Who? 
Oh, I, I, I want to see a wild side in their, you know, native scene. Shout out, uh, Brandon. I, I would love to see Prowl out there. I, I want to see, you know, how uh, a band like that came from where they came from. Um, and then also, uh, Serration. That's like one band that I, I really want to see. That band rocks. Mm-hmm. But one day, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll happen because, like, I like traveling to the places that I've been to already. Like, I, I love going to <laughs> Pensacola. I, I was there uh, this year. Wait, was it this year? I'm trying to think. No, I'm, I was there last year. I'll, I'll, I'll be there this year, which is um, definitely around the same time that I went last year, which is uh, pretty interesting how that works out. And then um, obviously uh, going to uh, Philly is always awesome. Going to Wilkes-Barre is cool. But at some point, I'm going to have to branch out and try something different, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Different scenes, different countries, all that jazz. Yeah, and, and I'm hoping I can make it into Canada because I, I, I know some friends who weren't able to make it over, but I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Like during like the COVID era or like before that? No, just recently. <laughs> trying to get over for, for some shows and uh, come to find out they weren't let in. Um, but I don't think I've done anything to 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 have Canada to have Canada not want me in their country as far as I know but as far as you know <laughs> who knows maybe I'm, I'm on a list or something but 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 I would love to go because I'm a huge fan of Canada I I want to go to Winnipeg that that's a dream vacation that's the weirdest sentence I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> oh well okay because I'm half Filipino and there's like a you know um there's like a, a strong like Filipino uh you know, oh, um, community out there know that, know that i've never been to winnipeg um yeah but that's that's really that's that's a reason to go <laughs> yeah and then combat kids from there right combat kid. Kid. go yeah, check out that yeah. new band meantime that i've never listened to I'll, I'll, I'll check them out um uh how far is winnipeg from you like i'm, I'm curious uh, so essentially winnipeg is actually only it's only one province over uh-huh. but the is like ontario like i live in south like toronto's in southern ontario but the province is like so large like the land is so large that like the western part of ontario like to drive through it is like something like 18 hours i want to say until you're in manitoba which is the next province over and then where winnipeg is it's like driving from toronto to winnipeg i think it's like over a day i want to say i've never done it but i believe it's like over a day drive Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, there's obviously nothing that has wanted you to travel out there for anything. Not Winnipeg specifically. Um, I've been to like I've flown into Calgary to go to like Banff, if you know, like Banff National Park. So I've like vacationed there. But other mm-hmm. than that, not Winnipeg. Um, so we didn't do the drive. If we drove, then I would like to go through Winnipeg. But like I'm not going to go out of my way to go to Winnipeg, essentially. Okay. Uh, and how far are you from Ottawa? Ottawa's four and a half to five hours, so it's not too far. Okay, there's a, a a pop punk band that I listen to that's from there, but I haven't heard from them in a while. What are they called? Uh, Seaway. Oh, they're from Oakville. So that's yeah, they're uh, that's only like half an hour away. Well, Oakville, like honestly, like kind of Toronto now. They're a really good band. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened? Uh, they haven't really done much recently, though. You're right. Um, they do like a holiday show every year in December. So they did that. That's like the last show I think they played in a while. But yeah, super cool band. Yeah. They, I, I've seen them like 
so many times at because uh, I, I live down the street from Chain Reaction. I've seen them there so many times, and I, I've seen them at, at other venues like across town. But I, I just I love their sound. Uh, it, it's rare for me these days to like that kind of music, but when when they first came out, I was like, "Damn, this band's awesome." Yeah, yeah, that's uh, with me too now. Like, it's hard to find like pop punk bands I'm like still into. And Seaway, I think I don't think that will change. I'll always be into that band, especially because they're local too. So they kind of have that like influence on me. But just in general, like they just write really solid songs, like them and like if you know like Pacific. Mm-hmm. Also a pop punk band on Pure Noise uh, from Toronto, and then uh, Bearings. If you're familiar with them too, no, I, I'm not familiar with that band. Those are like the three big like Ontario pop punk bands right now, I guess. All on Pure Noise too. That's cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, Seaway does something soon. Yeah. Yeah. Good band. I actually booked them actually back in the day as well. Like, well, not back in the day, like three, four years ago too. So that was like that was kind of like an influential show for me because that was like the first like big show I put on, I guess. And mm-hmm. I really saw like the potential of like putting on bigger shows in Brampton and like that I can actually handle it and not lose money, which is good, of course. So that was super cool. Now I'm curious, have you ever lost money on a show? Absolutely. Yeah, I've uh, I've lost money. I would say a couple times I've lost money. One one time I took the biggest that I lost several hundred dollars, like on a show. It was on a Monday night too, which was hard. Mm-hmm. But the lineup was super sick, and it was like a cool touring band that I booked. So I'm I'm happy I put it together, and like all the locals had fun, and everyone who attended the show had fun. But it kind of sucked at the time losing money, but it was a learning experience. So yeah, I had. Um... Like, so I, I mentioned I booked my second show recently, uh, but with my first show, um, I, I had a lot of friends, um, you know, ask me how it went. And then um, what one of my friends who uh, books a lot of shows, books one of the biggest fests, he um, hit me up. He was like, hey, like, uh, did you have to go to the ATM after the show? <laughs> and I was just dying. <laughs> I was like, thank thank God I didn't have to because um, uh, it, it was uh, a, a show that it was just kind of nobody really knew how it was going to turn out just because around that time there was just a bunch of shows happening like knock loose was around um and, and there's other shows going on and you know we had no idea if people were, were going to show out and uh, thankfully uh, a lot of kids showed out and um everyone uh you know uh, the the touring bands got taken care of they were very happy and i didn't have to go to the atm <laughs> Good. And it sounds successful. Yeah. If the bands are happy, you don't lose money and people come out. That's, that's one of the reasons why I put on shows, like just seeing it all come together like that. It's awesome. Yeah. And um, you know, people ask me how much money did I make? And I was like, zero dollars. I didn't do it to make money. I did it because I wanted to see the bands and uh, it, it just worked out. Yeah. And I like, I like that what you just said there where you're like, like I didn't do it to make money. I like, I did it cause I wanted to see the bands because like that's a mentality like I have too. And it's like, just like seeing, I want to see the band, like that part really like strikes me. Cause it's like part of the reason I put on shows is cause like I want, I genuinely want to see these bands. I see that I couldn't travel to go see them on other shows or they didn't play like a good lineup. I wanted to like go out for, I'm like, why don't I just book it? So it's like, especially with like the fest too, like a lot of the bands on the fest I've never seen before. It's actually going to be my first time seeing like mind Forest, never ending game division of mind there mm-hmm. like a lot of those bands pain the truth so it's like i haven't been able to see them yet so it's like why don't i just book them so i can just like drive like 
20 minutes to go see them and like put on the fast instead and like not pay money to like go to a show i just do it myself like that's it's super cool about being a promoter yeah and then also you're, you're giving back too because i think about all the other local kids who are, who are in your same position right they don't have to drive that far um or even the 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 other Canadians who have to drive a, a bit further, but it's like, yeah, those bands don't really get out there that, that often. So I, I think it's a, a really good thing that you're able to do that. Exactly. Like, yeah, some of the like local kids here are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're bringing, like, I can't believe you're bringing mind force here. It's like, I've been wanting to see them. And it's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's cool that like I can play a part in putting that together, like to like excite people about hardcore and just like show them bands for the first time, I guess that they've never seen so being able to do that is awesome that's a good feeling yeah and i always say uh, you know when when people give back by starting bands starting zines doing podcasts whatever you, you don't know who you're going to influence who you're going to you know touch and you know change their lives and it's going to uh, you know spark them to to do something to to continue to give back as well and you know that kid could start the next big band or could start the next scene or could help you out with your stuff you know you, you never know who's going to roll out or who you're going to inspire so so i i think it's awesome yeah and i've seen that um i've seen that myself over the years like from like pre-pandemic like local scene to now and like how much stronger the local scene is now and notice the same kids that are coming out to all my shows or going to like other people's shows and like noticing that like they're actually like starting bands now like so many new bands are popping up all the time and it's like i just knew this like one kid because he like went to a show all the time it's like oh now he's like in a band he's like drumming for a new band i'm like that's sick like all these new bands popping up and just people being inspired by like other local bands or other big touring bands and just giving back to the community whether they're like showing up to shows buying merch sharing shit online which actually goes a far way i would say too just like utilizing social media like instagram and twitter and just like even if you just like record a band at a local show and then you post it online and it gains traction like that's so huge for contributing to the scene as well 100 percent, yeah no it's uh you know i always um think people should do their part because going you know to shows it's cool that, that that that's a great way to support obviously it's very important for, for people to come out and support these bands especially the the touring bands but i i think if people just kind of did a little more it would go a long way right because you got to think about how many people uh, or how many people don't do more than just go to shows and um, you know buy records buy merch whatever um it's kind of crazy yeah yeah, like doing, do, even, even doing something is better than doing nothing and just like complaining about shit on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people do. It's like, oh, why does my scene suck? Why aren't we getting the cool tour packages? And it's like, it, it's all essentially just like a snowball effect. I like to say it's like, if you're complaining that your scene sucks, start a band, like start putting on shows, start like reaching out to bands to come to your scene. Like do something something is like better than nothing and something can be small as just like going to a show recording a local band putting it online getting an exposure like just showing like what your scene's about and yeah that's awesome yeah i have this friend um he, he plays in this awesome band they they put out solid music but they get like no love from from their local scene and uh and it just so happens that i'm friends with uh, one of the guys that puts on like the majority of their shows out there in the local scene. So I, I just asked him, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, there's this band. Um, I know, you know who they are. They put out great music and they would, you know, definitely fit on a lot of your bills. Like how come you never, 
you know, put them on. And he was like, dude, those kids never come around. They never support their own scene. They don't come out to shows. They don't do shit to, to help out. So it's just like, I don't want to help them because they don't support us. So it, it has to go both ways. It can't just be like a one-sided thing. And I, I think, yeah, complaining on the internet, it's not really going to do a whole lot to, to help or change anything. Right. I, I feel like if you just go out there and put some real action into it and try to do something um, to, to make that change happen, that, that that's way more respectful instead of just like crying on the internet all day. Exactly. And that another good point to bring up is a story you said with like, Oh, it's like, Oh, I didn't book that band. They don't show up to shows. There's a huge, there's a huge problem with that in Ontario. And like as a promoter, being on the promoter side, being on like the show attendee side, and then being in a band side, like I see it and it's like, yeah, you can't go to every show, of course. Like that's unrealistic to say that you have to go to every show to like expect to be like booked. But it's like if you're only showing up for your friends' bands or your own band's show, and then you're complaining why you didn't get asked to play a certain show or like a certain fest or whatever, then it's like you only have yourself to blame for that. Like you, there is a, like hardcore is like, it's, it's pretty niche. It's like, it's a subgenre. like you have to, and it's like a smaller community, especially in Ontario and in Canada. So it's like, if you want to get on these cooler shows and like, you're going to have to like come out. Like I know I straight up, I notice like the smaller, like local band members who come out to like all of my shows I put on or just like local shows in general. And when I'm thinking of local support that I need for like, even like bigger bands coming through, they're always top of mind. Mm-hmm. 100% no same here that not like when this like this other band's like hey man can like we get on this show and it's like wait have you ever like do you ever go to local shows like do you support like or is it only when like the homies are playing like in that scene that whatever but yeah it gets really weird when people feel like entitled it's like dude you, this thing like the pandemic was a perfect example. Like this thing isn't guaranteed, right? Just because th- there's always shows going on and, you know, bands rolling through, like we saw firsthand that it could easily just stop. And there was, you know, some bands that didn't make through the pandemic, you know, and some scenes are still struggling because of it. So it, it, it takes everyone's effort to, to keep this whole thing moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like a full team effort there. Like, in order to keep the scene going like yeah everyone was like crying about how there were no shows or the pandemic now there's shows so it's like come and like for the most part i would say like 90 percent of like bands and like 90 percent of people like they're all cool they're all coming out like the shows are sick here but like there's still some people that are just like and eh, it's not really like helping the scene grow at all it's kind of deterring people from coming out and whatnot but whatever yeah i i say the weirdest stuff but luckily Luckily, I'm not that social, so when I roll out, I'll enjoy the gig, say hi to the few people that I know, and then I'll be on my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah some, people are, some people are like that, um, and that's totally fine. The, part, the important part is that you're showing up. Yeah, and I'm paying for my ticket. Sometimes I you know, will get guest listed, but you know, I don't mind paying. It's yeah. fine. Because when I booked that first show, you would not believe how many people wanted to get in for free. And I'm like, fuck, uh, fuck off. That it was what, like $10, maybe 15 It was, uh, that show was 10 right? And I had last straw, higher power on the bill. And that's a, that's a cheap bill, or excuse me, that's a cheap, uh, you know, uh, price tag for that kind of bill. When, when you think about, um, you know, where higher power is, they just posted a video on their Instagram. They're out there playing that 
Hellfest open air, which a you know crazy amount of people, uh, they were programmed in Fullerton, California, for ten dollars, and people were trying to get in for free. I'm like, you cheap bastards! Like these yeah. these guys are taking the their day off to come play for you guys, and you're trying to get in for free. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you ask for guest list on a ten dollar show? Like, get your money up, bro. Yeah, quit being a you know a, a broke boy. Go go work some extra hours. Go hustle. Do whatever. Get that ten dollars and then come pay. Um, uh, but you know people are, are uh, you know uh, you know just weird. And I I I couldn't believe it. But but I was just like I, I was just so surprised because that was like a, something new that I, I had to deal with because obviously I never put on a show before. So when I um you know came to that situation, I was like these sneaky bastards. Yeah. Do you ever did you ever run into an issue with like people trying to sneak past the door without paying? Hell yeah! But luckily, I, I had my I, I was um, I was at the door, but also my, my, my buddy Andy was at the door, and I, I had no problem calling people out. I'm like, yo, this this isn't um, you know a, a free show. Where's your bracelet? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of hate hunting people down at shows that do that, but like I've grown to know it's just part of the job. Most people are okay with it. Like they're mm. just like, yeah, okay, I'll pay. Like, like they don't try to sneak in, but then there's some people, and it's like I have to like chase them down in the venue, and I'm like, you don't have a bracelet, you can't be here. You get a bracelet at the door for paying. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like this. The, the, this whole thing took work to, you know, get together, and it's just not. Yeah, you can't just walk in here because you're, yeah. you're not only disrespecting me, you're disrespecting the bands, and you're disrespecting everybody else that paid. So. exactly like you're not better than everyone else like you still have to pay unless you're playing the show then you do not have to pay yeah. other than that you have to pay yeah because uh those bands don't come through that often so exactly too and you want to give them a good experience of being in your scene too 100 yeah and, and luckily yeah luckily I, I was able to to take care of them and hopefully that will make them want to you know play there again yeah exactly yeah so uh, like i said at the end of the month i, I got my second show booked and it should be fine I, i'm pretty excited for it who's on that bill uh shackled love power and major pain nice yeah because uh, shackles on, on on their full u.s tour right now so they're they're coming through california and then law of power um they're they're a band from la uh they just got signed to they just got signed to flat spot records and they've never played orange county they're they're so close but they just have never been booked so i, I reached out to um, one of my friends in the band and um he, he said that uh, he was down so it was cool that's dope yeah another another big california hype band too so that's good yeah yeah i'm i'm stoked Pe- people are, are definitely uh, you know, pretty excited to see them uh in program and uh to see shackled out there for the first time and then that uh, band Major Pain, they're a local band from out here in Orange County. Just uh, just young kids who um, helped me out, right? So uh, I, I have no problem putting them on that bill. They played the last sh- uh, the last Ron Higher Power show, and they always uh, you know uh, have no problem promoting, and they show up to shows and uh, support um, even when their band's not playing. So I, I definitely respect those young kids, and I like their music, so I, I have no problem putting them on. It's exactly what you need. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, outside of uh, the the fest and cohesion, do you have anything else going on, like music related? Uh, music related, uh, yeah, just a couple a couple shows I'm working on, like outside of the fest. 
Um, I had one announced actually recently with a band called Guilt Trip. They're from the UK. Mm-hmm. They're coming for like a Canada tour with Scarfold. We're from Montreal. So I got that show like a week before the or five days before the pre-show, actually. So the timing wasn't ideal, but I definitely didn't want to pass out, pass up on doing that show. Um, so that'll be super cool. And then just like trying to work on like the offers I'm getting for the fall and just trying to do some stuff probably won't be announced until like after the fest, some of it. Um, yeah. And then there's going to be a cool Christmas time type hardcore show in Toronto. I don't want to give too much away, but that's something me and uh, me and some friends are working on. So that'll be cool for sure. But right now I'm just trying to put all my energy into the fest basically mm-hmm. to be as successful as possible and not let anything else get in the way. It's cool. I, Definitely love um, holiday theme shows. I'll never forget. I saw Throwdown in Sinai Beach at the Glass House, and they dressed up as like reindeers and like Santa Claus, whatever. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'm like, wow, they're definitely, um, you know, going that extra step to make this holiday show feel like a holiday show. It wasn't just you know a normal show during the holidays. They actually dressed up and. I, I just always thought that was special. Like to this day, I, I just re- remember that show just because they dressed up. Yeah, that's dope. I love uh, I love holiday shows too. And like I was saying, that Seaway Holiday Shaker, I've been to a lot of those. Those are really cool and they dress up too, which is dope. And then um, Long Live Tid the Season, which obviously won't be happening anymore. Oh, I went man. to three of those. Um, I went to the last one too. So like I saw the last Every Time I Die set, which was like something I won't forget because they're like a huge band for me. Um, and they always bring out like stacked bills on those fests too. So that's really dope. Mm-hmm. I I still trip out about that whole situation because I know you know they, they've been such an active band for such a long time. You never thought they'd go out like that, you know. I know it's it's a shame, but shit happens, and uh, there's nothing we can really do about it. Essentially, so it is what it is. But yeah, that's I'm really thankful for that band and their music. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's why I always tell everybody just enjoy the shit while you can because you don't know how long it's going to last or, or what's going to happen. Cause you know, your, your favorite band could be gone tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. So just kind of enjoy it while you can, cause you never know, especially with like bands like that. And it's like, it's not even like, okay, we're breaking up. We're going to do a farewell towards like, no, like that's it. Like they're probably never going to play a show again, or maybe they'll do a reunion show in like five years. Who knows? But no, how, how do you feel about that? Cause obviously it's a sticky situation. Are, are you a fan of, uh, bands getting back together after they call it uh i'm iffy about it because sometimes it's like oh man just like let it die like you did those farewell shows like just like let it die i know a lot of people were like locally were upset about like alexis on fire getting back together mm-hmm. are, are you familiar with Alexis on fire i always forget like how big they are in the u.s oh they're huge yeah yeah of course okay just want to make sure yeah because like they had like their final show like that was like a big deal and then they like got back together and then they played Riot Fest. I was at that that set. I was like 2016 or whatever. And then they're like, we're back together. And then like there's like a press release the next day saying, oh, like Sunfire back together. And they're like, oh, we're not actually back together. We're just like back in each other's lives. And it's like, why are you like, why are you toying with everyone? And yeah. it's like, we thought, we thought you were all done. And now they're like actually active, like touring again now. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I really like that band. So I don't really give a shit. But I know like diehard Alexis fans are just like, what the hell? Like, I thought that was the last show that we saw. Like, I love that memory. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm iffy on bands getting back together. Like sometimes it's super cool, but I also think like playing off the nostalgia of them too much is kind of repetitive and annoying when there's like newer bands that deserve your attention more, but that's just me. And are you familiar with um, Burlington? Yes. There's a band from there that I never got to see and it, it pains me to this day. I'm, I'm speaking about uh, Boys Night Out. Okay. Yeah, I never, I never got into them, but I'm familiar with them. I, I want to say they played a reunion recently. Yes, my friends. Uh, but back in the day, when I was in high school, um, this is before I drove. This is before I was like super cool with, with the kids that drove because I'm in my high school like listening to that kind of music it was like pretty underground like there wasn't like a lot of kids that were into that kind of music so some of the seniors because I was a freshman that year and some of the seniors found out that I liked that kind of music so they kind of like you know took me in and um, let me like hang out with them and stuff but when boys night out came uh, since I was like newer to the circle I wasn't invited to go um, which is fine, like whatever. I was young, uh, but I was bummed because I'm like, all right, like I'll, I'll get to see them again. But just the way my life played out to this day, I, I haven't had a chance to see them. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, I know they were. Uh, I know they're pretty big here, obviously because they're from here. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, but I think that was like right before my time in the scene, essentially. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll. Uh, I'm still here, so if, if some weird way they make it out to to California. Um, hopefully I can be there or just book them. Jeez. All right. Well, you know, I've, it's just logistically, I'm like, okay, do I really want to deal with that? Cause, cause sometimes when, um, I, I get, um, on like the more pro core side of things, I get a little turned off. If that makes sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And cause it, it, behind the scenes, it, I, I've tried to, um, you know, book some stuff, fly some people out, but it gets hard when you can try to have to coordinate, you know, five different people's schedules for like a very specific weekend and you got to front the plane ticket money, find them a van and it's like, all right, cool. Like, let's make it happen. Like, I'll do it. But then like one person backs out, they don't want to get a scab and it's just like, all right. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, especially the coordinating of like different band member schedules. And then when you're flying people out and like the budget of all of that and it gets pricey. But uh, yeah, it's uh, something you got to do, unfortunately. Yeah, because like hardcore bands, realistically, especially in like California to Toronto, let's say they're not doing that drive for a fest. Mm-hmm. Unless they're touring around it, of course. And yes. Yeah. But like a lot of hardcore bands these days don't even do like full tours. I guess they'll play like fests and they'll play like weekend runs. Say, yeah. But... Those are more regional stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Regional stuff. But that's why I leave it to my friends who are way more experienced and have way more of a tolerance to deal with that kind of stuff. Because um, I got <laughs> the, the second show that I keep talking about, Shout out to Shackle, this just kind of fell into my lap. Um, because I had gotten offers after the first show that I booked to, to do some stuff. And I'm just like, I don't really want to do anything. That was just uh, something fun to do. Uh, just because it, it, it's a lot of work. And I don't really want to uh, put in that effort all the time. Uh, but then the, the Shackled show fell into my lap. So I, I, I did that. And then, I don't know. Um, this might be it for me. Hopefully not. Hopefully uh, keep going. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. If, if something cool pops up or if I don't know, there, there's something special that I want to do. Maybe one more 
and then I'll call it quits. Three shows, we'll knock out the trilogy, and then just walk away. Yeah, could do that. And then, yeah, whatever happens in the future, maybe you get offered something cooler in the future, you do that as well. But yeah, or you can go out on a strong note and do solid three shows, and there you go. Yeah, but you know what I have been thinking about is uh, there are certain tours, like my buddies in Warren, uh, they're coming through uh, next month. And there was talks of an Orange County date. And then when the flyer got posted, there was no Orange County date. And I'm like, how, why would you skip Orange County? And that always uh, grinds my gears. Uh, So maybe I'll have to be the guy that reaches out and gets these dates to happen. Since sometimes these bands um, don't know any better and they leave it in the hands of certain promoters. um, And they just don't realize that Orange County, hotbed, so many cool bands we got we got a ton of venues there's no shortage of venues out here in orange county um, and we got a lot of kids who would, uh you know locally would obviously roll out but then even like the surrounding kids definitely that's a no-brainer yeah so you gotta let them know let them know what's good okay all right see so now, now you got me thinking maybe okay we'll figure it out but who knows all right maybe i'll work on show number three i'll let you know i'll, I'll hit you up once uh things start rolling yeah I'll let, I'll let you know if cohesion's down to play. Okay. Or or when, because uh, this is something new that, that, that's been happening, right? There's like bands who are like, oh, like I want to play Orange County. I'm like, dude, hit me up. I'll, I'll make it happen. So I have like a couple bands. Or, yeah, like when we, uh, like there's like something we, we want to do at the end of the year. We want to come down there and do something special. Like we're going to hit you up. Still waiting to see if, you know, they're true to their word. Um, but if cohesion ever makes it to California, let me book you. I'll, I'll take yes. care of you guys. I will definitely let you take care of that. We'd love to play program. Like that would be sick. I got you. I got you. We'll make it happen. Like that's such a, such a cool venue. Like I remember a couple months ago, like me and Dan from my band, we were just like chilling and watching videos at program. Like, I don't know if you remember that video, the candy set there and there was like a fight that happened. No. It's like Trail of Lies played. Okay, I, I was only there for that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's some fight that happened. And it was just like really funny, and we just like kept like reversing and like watching this guy like act like an idiot, and then like get the shit kicked out of him or whatever, and then got taken out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's weird. You know that happened. Um, no pressure played, and you know brought out like an interesting crowd, and there was like this one guy who was you know acting stupid during dare said and he got socked up and <laughs> he got socked up kicked out of the show and then he started crying because th- they wouldn't let him back in it was like pretty bizarre so i'm like dude you just got your ass kicked in front of everybody and now you're like crying this is so weird and because it was like a you know look like he was in his at least his mid-20s maybe early 30s but just to see him cry because like he didn't even cry from getting beat up like he just took his beating like whatever but then he started crying because he couldn't get back into the show. I was I, I was just so puzzled by that. I'm like, that's crazy. Like if if I got beat up at a show, I would just go home. I'm not gonna yeah. Do take the L and walk away. Don't try to get back in. Like yeah, hands uh, was crying too, and he got beat up during like the no pressure set. No, uh, during dare. Oh, okay, that's yeah. A bit more. Yeah, so he didn't even make it to no pressure. That I think that's why he was crying because like that was the band he was there for, but he didn't make it. And I wonder what that guy's up to now. I, I imagine him to be pretty bitter about not seeing them <laughs> at the, at that show because they've only gotten bigger and who knows if they'll ever come back. Yeah, exactly. 
But if you go on my Instagram, you go to my IGTV, I have three videos um, at program there. There's a, I think there's a, a, a video of Fury playing like one song and then there's an Epsara song and there's a Magnitude song. The Magnitude one's pretty fucking awesome. Check that out. Sure, check that out. Call up yeah. Dan and be like, Dan, we got an Instagram TV video that we got to watch from program. Exactly. I'll hit him up. Okay. I won't show when we have our next band meeting. All right. Well, Kyle, this has definitely been awesome. I'm I'm happy that you are still down after um a you know a year of waiting. I apologize again. Um, I, I won't do that to you again. I'll be more responsive. Uh, but thank you for being down to do the podcast. But before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on. Um, love what you're doing with the podcast. Love all the different kind of guests you're bringing on and what you're doing to help the scene. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and to anyone who's listening or still listening, like check out Cohesion. Go to Hold Your Ground Fest. Keep supporting your local scene. Uh, support Canadian hardcore, Ontario hardcore. And yeah don't be a piece of shit all right well there you have it thank you again kyle and thank you everybody who tuned in we'll be back soon goodbye